Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often, they push themselves out of their comfort zones and took risks. We want to know about that decision point. Why did they make that decision? And most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abrachi Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior, and in it, we have a leadership model, CHARGE, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're honored to have Kathy Dawson as our special guest. Kathy is the founder and CEO of Dawson & Dawson. She serves as the firm's nonprofit liaison and oversees the executive and routine search, temporary and contract staffing, and business development practices. She's a certified staffing professional with over 30 years of experience in the local and national marketplace. Prior to establishing Dawson & Dawson, Kathy served as a regional vice president for a national search and staffing firm in which she managed 120 employees with revenues up to $120 million. Her pay-it-forward philosophy drives her extracurricular activities. Kathy currently sits on the board at Veterans Legal Institute, an organization offering pro bono legal assistance to homeless, at-risk, disabled, and low-income current and former business members. She has served as president for the National Association of Women Business Owners, Orange County, Form Vice Chair for the Women's Business Enterprise Council, and President of the Women's Business Institute. She has a heart for nonprofits such as Working Wardrobes, Women Helping Women, Youth Employment Services, Girls Inc., and Second Harvest Food Bank. So Kathy, we always like to start our podcast by asking, what show, podcast, book, or blog do you go to when you want to push yourself and expand your thinking? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. You guys, the Kelly and Carrie show is amazing, <laughs> which is great. I'm glad to be here. And uh, I have to say that I'm always looking to improve myself. So that's a great question. Um, I like books. I'm an avid reader and I really enjoy reading books. And I've read your book too. So I highly recommend that to your listeners. Uh, but there are two other ones that are, I think, equally as good. And that is the Good to Great book by Jim Collins. I think most of us as leaders know about Good to Great. I had the very distinct honor and pleasure of meeting him at a conference one time. And we had a sit down and it was it was earth shattering for me. And so I really like Jim Collins' Good to Great because it really helps you sort of build your company to last and to make sure that you're doing all the right things. In unison with that book, however, is a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. For those of you that don't know about Traction, traction you will. Um, it's really about an, an entrepreneur operating system that you put into place in your company and you do it in a way that everybody focuses on staying in their own lane and doing high quality work that is uh, good and it will be good for others as well as your firm. So those are my two, my go-tos. They help me stay focused. So thanks for asking that. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you for being here. 
And uh, thank you for saying that our book is uh, is one of the books you read. I, I keep Kelly and I laughed that uh, we had one person who said like that's my go to book, and I'm like, why aren't more people? saying that on this podcast. Come on now. So thank <laughs> you. Kathy. Haven't read it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no. Kathy, that hurts. But, but so once they read it, they'll never put it down. <laughs> Kathy, I need you to be my PR person and my, my hype woman at all times. I need the Kathy Dawson hype experience. I love it. No I love problem. It. So those are great books, great books, wonderful books. So you mentioned on the good to great, you said when you met Jim, it was earth shattering. So you, when you say that, Kathy, I got to know why. What what was it like? What was so monumental about talking to him? Well, I'm the opposite of him. So he's a researcher. He's a writer. He's a really deep in thought kind of guy, you know, and 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 he's really, really smart. And I, not that I'm not smart. I think I'm very smart. But the way he carries himself and the things he does has taken me to a whole new level. Um I say that because he has a way of looking you right in the eyes, whether it's on Zoom or otherwise. This was in person many years ago. Uh, he has a way of looking you right in the eye and seeing in your soul, it feels like. And I think the reason why I feel that way is because of reading his books and being such an avid fan of his. And being a young manager with very little direction, I worked for the telephone company at one point and I got a lot of direction. And then I went to another company where there was very little direction. And so I found myself floundering, going around in circles, like that little circle you see on your computer when it doesn't want to move. <laughs> That's kind of like what I felt like I was. And, uh, and I'm like, how can I move forward? How can I move forward? And for those of you that don't know me, I'm a military brat, middle child, five children. I was always the peacemaker. I was... Mm. Uh, daughter, I should say. Uh, and I had to always make everybody happy. And so when I'm in work, I work the same way. I want to keep people happy. I want to keep things moving forward. And I got to get accomplishments to be done. That's my whole thing. So with Jim Collins, he focuses on the end first, and then he backs it down to what you have to do to get things done to make sure that end result is going to happen. And what teams specifically do you build when you put that place, that mm place. So I think what happens in a lot of companies and a lot of people that I talk to that read books and, you know, read them one time and put them down and never go back to them again, um, they sort of forget that message because you get caught in the flavor of the moment. It's this issue, that issue, it's this problem, you know, this great thing going on as well. It could be good and bad. And so we forget that before we do anything, we have to get our team in place first. So he reminds you of that. And he kind of looked at me and he said, what is your biggest challenge? said, it's my, my staff, my people. And he said, that is the perfect answer. Because if you didn't say that, nothing else would have mattered. <laughs> Whoa. How, how perfect. And we were chatting before we started recording on how important your talent is. And oh that is what differentiates you. And we were talking about a, a wonderful person that we've, that we've worked with on Kathy's team and just how, how wonderful this person, how valuable this person is. And, and if you replaced you know, this person or she, she, or he left, oh my goodness, would your business would take a hit. And it's not because, you know, there's lots of recruiters out there. There's lots of HR people just like us, but the difference is the talent and the people. So I love that he made that much of an impact on you. That is wonderful. The story about that is one of my placements that I made here in Orange County relocated to Colorado and guess who she went to work with? What a surprise. You. I know. I'm so excited. Jim Collins, and he signed my book. Like, I have a silver <gasps> book that he signed for me for good to great because she knew what an avid fan I was of his. So, oh, I, 
really good. So <laughs> no, it's great. And that loyalty, we were talking about that loyalty that it breeds to have this tremendous talent. So I really appreciate that when he asked you that question, he's like, that's the answer. It's always your yeah. team. It's always it the team. It's not really processes is. can be fixed right. uh, relatively quickly, yes. but if the team doesn't get it, if the talent's not there, if the culture's not there. So thank that's you right. for that. Thank you for that, Kathy. This is Kelly and I always joke that we could do a whole podcast just by asking people this first question. Of what, are you, what are you learning? What are you, what are you, how are you pushing your thinking? So let's get into the, the main question that we love to ask is what is the decision you made that changed the trajectory of your life? And what are some of those charge qualities that you used to help you make that decision? So that was a hard one for me because there were two decisions I made in my life that really affected me and to sort of developed who I am today. Uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, that's really the reason why I am the way I am today. So don't ask my husband. <laughs> <laughs> He's the next <laughs> guest. He didn't tell you? Okay. <laughs> uh, we got to end the call now. <laughs> anyway, there were two things that occurred in my life. Uh, one I had nothing to do with, unfortunately, and one I had a great deal to do with. The first thing is my parents divorcing when I was 16 years old. So we're a big Catholic family, as I mentioned, you know, a lot of action going on. And we were very nonprofit, philanthropic as well. So we always had somebody living with us and we're helping somebody out at all times. But during that time, um, towards the end of that time, uh, my parents divorced and they brought my grandmother in who had MS into our home. And it caused a lot of problems in our home because it was so stressful for everybody. And uh, they ultimately got divorced. And then there we were just kind of wondering what we were going to do, this big Catholic family with no real structure anymore. So um, I realized that fast forward so many years, when I got into this business of recruiting and staffing, um, I realized that I've been looking to be a matchmaker for all of my friends and relatives all these years. And when I found out my dad lost his job in the, in, when, he re, when he finished uh, in the military, he couldn't get work at that time. And because he couldn't get work, he ultimately got so frustrated that he you know, got frustrated with his family and then my mom and, and then divorced. So uh, I realized then that that job was a key instrumental thing for somebody to have to feel whole in their in their life. Whether it's a big job, little job, doesn't matter. You need something to be responsible for and to be doing something really good towards moving the world forward, right? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So fast forward when I opened my own business, which was actually 13 years ago, uh, March 17th this past year. Congratulations. And a very exciting time for me. And um, someone asked me, why do you do what you do? And then I realized it was because um, I started my own business because I wanted to help more people get gainfully employed so that they could have happier lives and so that they may not have to have divorces in their family and life in their family. So that one cause and action, right, from being 16 and deal with that myself, uh, and then starting my own business and realizing that it wasn't just about running a business because I love business. I've always been a business person. Can you imagine a 12-year-old little girl with a typewriter? That's what I got for Christmas. Oh, that does not surprise me. Knowing you, knowing you, Kev, that does not surprise me. It's like, yes. So there are little things that happened along the way that were, uh, you know, kind of pointing me in this direction, but I really had no idea. And back in those days, you didn't have a focused career unless you were a doctor or a lawyer. Mm -hmm or a nurse or something like that. You basically got into business and then wherever business took you is kind of where you went. So um, I will tell you that the three things on your charge quality yeah. 
that I used, one was courage, one is resiliency, resiliency, and one is being goal-oriented. So if on the courage part of it, I really wanted to make sure that you understood that, you know, I never and do I expect any of my employees to not to take the easy way out. I want them to be courageous and to find out what our candidates are looking for and our clients are looking for. And if they're looking for something wrong, I want them to be courageous to say, well, gosh, that's probably not going to be in your best interest because versus just being a yes man and not taking Mm -hmm. care of not stepping outside of your comfort zone. Be honest, authentic, and help people because when you do that, things happen around you in a very positive way. So working hard has never been something that I've avoided. People usually say I'm the hardest working person they've ever met, usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I love to work though. So that makes sense. Resiliency. Okay. Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> I, I was telling one of my, I was interviewing a recruiter because we're doing, uh, a re, we're had, adding 10 more recruiters to our team. And you guys ever, have you ever seen that little, um, little weebles wobble, but they don't fall down? Uh, remember the commercial. Yes. Okay. That's how old we are. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So Gina, who you guys have been working with, bought me two of these because I quote them a lot and say, that's the way the Dawson Dawson strategy is. Weebles <laughs> Because we just keep on trying and keep on trying and keep on trying and just imagine me going back and forth and left and right and in the middle all around the circle because we will find a way. You know, the old adage, there's no door, build a window, right? Mm -hmm. That's a Dawson way. So our resiliency and how we handle those things is really what makes us better, worse, or, or the best, right, than everybody else. So you have to be resilient because this is definitely not a business for someone who's faint at heart. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And then goal oriented. Oh my gosh! So who wants to be? Who wants to have a, a run a company and not have goals? Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like going around circles. That circle again. You know, trying to find somebody to you know connect with you. You're like mm-hmm. and circling, circling. So, you know, the warrior mentality is to create goals, set a plan and achieve them. So because of traction, I know exactly real time from moment to moment, exactly where my company is, where the staff is, where our placement process is, where our recruiting process is. Everything is totally in tune with what we need it to be. And when we see that it's not, like, for example, we just had to do kind of a restart two weeks ago because we're getting so many jobs right now. You know, the 2021 is here. The economic recovery is starting. People are feeling a little more confident about what's happening, which is great news. And they're starting to hire. One of our clients gave us over 100 job recs uh, a couple of weeks ago and said, we need to fill all of these. Um, Another position, another company gave us about 40 more. So we basically have over 200 job recs today, which is super high for us because we're more of a boutique and Mm -hmm. we a lot of direct hire and the temporary staffing and project work. Um, so we don't really go after the big contracts. We go after more quality contracts. Would we do big contracts? Absolutely. And have we? Yes, we would. But today that's not our makeup because again, the recovery is coming back slowly, early. Uh, so creating goals is something we don't have uh, an, an aversion to. If anything, we're super goal oriented and all of our employees are too, down to our receptionists. We all have our goals. We all have our strategies. We have our one-on-ones. We meet with them at least every couple of weeks. And then we have this great work-life balance and this 100% workforce <laughs> that we do. So we're very goal oriented and everything I just mentioned was on our goals before we achieved them. Of course it was, Kathy. And I think <laughs> and I think if I not a lot of people make me feel kind of lazy and a little bit tired, except for you, Kathy Dot. Every time we talk to you, we've met Kathy through women's networking and, and, and having a women's own business. 
And Kathy, we met Kathy where I said, oh my goodness, she makes <laughs> us look like we're moving through mud. Like we're moving so slowly. So, but, Not but true. I, Not I, true. I, I love if we go back to, because your story of why you help people find jobs is so beautiful. It brought a tear to my eye because it is so life-changing. Yes. And to your point, and what we talk about being in HR, and I actually just spoke about this with someone this morning in an interview. I said, you know, one of the things about HR that's amazing is you get to change the, help change the company's culture and treat people with respect. And if yes. you do that, they go home a happier person. You so, bet. Do, so do you understand what you're doing? You're this kind of subversive change agent in family dis- systems, just like you, Kathy, you're creating a better family. And so I guess when you were 16, your parents were divorcing. Did you have that kind of self-awareness? Like at 16, did you say, I'm using my courage, my resiliency, I'm going to, I'm going to make this my profession or did it come later? Like, how did you take me back to that, to that time when you, when the divorce was happening and kind of, how did you, how did you pull on that? You're so courageous and resilient and goal oriented. How did you pull on that during that time? Well, what I did, what a lot of young children do or younger teenage people do is they focus on something more positive. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do in life in general. Like if a thing is not working for me, I sort of put it in a box and put it aside and I focus on the things that will work because I can't worry about the things that I can't change or that will not work. Like I could never get my parents back together again. I knew that was possible. So what could I do? Well, what I did is I put my head in the sand <laughs> and, and then I, I was really good at playing sports. I was a softball player for 15 years and I focused on my softball and my schooling and I forgot about my parents. They didn't, mm. you know, at that time where I was at the moment, you know, they knew I was okay, but yeah. you know, for me, it was like, I was going to focus on softball. So what I did is I did something I had control over in my life and it made me feel good. So then when it came to my parents, I sort of just ignored that that was going on for the moment and focused on the day to day. And I became a really good softball player because of it. I was an all-star. I was on the travel teams. Back then they didn't have scholarships, but um, I then was able to take that whole softball thing and turn it into team building, right? Which is what we do. Yeah, same ideas, transferable skills. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So I think if you're goal oriented in anything, even if it's you know, baking cakes and you just want to make the tallest cake. Like I made this amazing chocolate cake, you guys. You remember remember how those chocolate cakes used to be? Yeah. (laughs) They're like uh, 24 inches tall. (laughs) I made one of those in COVID and shared it with all my COVID friends. Oh my gosh. So, you know, it is, it's very similar to that kind of thing though, where you're actually going through a process. It's making you feel good. You're sharing it with others. And then you repeat, 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 right? Is what you want. Yeah. And I think what you said too, is that whole, I love what you said about the focus on the positive because you're right. You can't, you learned at 16. I can't get them back together, which is interesting that you did say that Kathy, because a lot, I'm a child of divorce too. And you do go through this period of like the parent trap. I can get them back together kind of thing. Yes. Oh yes. Right. And so for you, you're like, you know what? I got to focus on these positive things and set those goals and push myself and focus on that. Not ignore what's going on, right? but, right. but also put more energy toward positive yes. and things I can control and my goals, which I think is really important. It also takes some courage not to get caught up in miscellaneous BS that maybe right. you can't control and you can't do. 
Right, right. So, I was lucky because both my parents did not involve the children in the divorce. Oh, that's lovely. Involved mm-hmm. in today. Yeah. And I will I will tell you, I'm happy to report they're back together again. Are they really? They, wow. uh, my mom's 84, my dad's 90, and they've been together, uh, back together again for about eight, nine years. Stop. And my dad thinks he died and went to heaven because he is so lucky to be with my mom again. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, mom, I'm going to cry. I'm going to ask, okay, we're going to go off family because that's so beautiful. I'm going to cry, but that is amazing. <laughs> it's uh, very cool how that works. And I don't know if you guys remember, but my mom and I and my daughter were on Say Yes to the Dress. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> about a year and a half ago, and we talked about it on that show, how she had a couple of divorces. <laughs> and she, my mom is super creative and it was just the loveliest thing to see her, you know, get her shown on that tr- show with my daughter. And it was wonderful. But my dad and my mom are still very, very close together. And they, they lived by 15 minutes from me and they just love each other. They laugh all the time. They are just so happy to be together versus probably what would have happened if they didn't divorce so they'd right. be really miserable. And, yeah. you know, he said yeah. that, that kind of thing. Right. And it's interesting to see how people's journey. And I think sometimes you do have to go away and come back yes. together or yes. whatever space, whatever time you need to process and learn other things and grow yeah. as a human and then come back. So how I want to jump to when you opened your business, because that took courage and resilience and goal orientation and also a bit of crazy uh, craziness as well. To open a business is like, what? Yeah. Why? There's well, a bit of, you know, actually, right? Yeah. You should, Carrie, you should ask me what year did I open it? What year did you open it? Oh, during the recession. Yes, 2008, my dear. Yay. I love, we had, <laughs> can I tell you though? This is what's hilarious. One of our other guests, he also opened his business during the recession. Oh so, my so there's a, a wonderful uh, craziness that, yes. that we love. So tell me about the courage it took for you to then say, I'm going to start it. And not only am I going to start it, I'm going to start during a recession, especially staffing. Because <laughs> staffing, you know, is recession proof, yeah. which is yeah. 100% not yeah. true. But yeah, yeah exactly. tell me about that. Tell me about exactly. that decision. So so what happened on that was I had, be, I had gotten to a level of vice president of a region. And my region was the largest region uh, because it was the West Coast. So I had Alaska down to San Diego, parts of um, Utah and Arizona and Colorado and a little bit of Oklahoma. So a little bit spread out, right? And then I basically I was just a, one of the regional vice presidents. There was five of them in this $350 million staffing firm. And they I was an acquisition of theirs. So I was on the West Coast. So it made sense if they could make one of those acquisitions be really good, then they could help that person, you know, kind of onboard and take care of all the West for them. Mm-hmm. And in fact, what happened. Um, so I got that role, very excited to get it, super um, happy about the wa- quality work that we did and the growth we did in that region. But after about two years of traveling, literally 95% of the time, mm. my children were still at home and my husband had taken his stayed home. He decided to stay home while I'd had the big job because we could do that and it was great. So then I'm thinking, okay, I'm missing out. You know, I don't want anymore. I really want to be part there for my family. And I had two athletes as well. And, you know, so I was missing all their sports things. I'm mm-hmm. like, what? what? Um, and I had a great boss at the time who let me go and be and do whatever I needed to do, kind of what we do today. But back in those days, it wasn't too, you know. Uh, it sure uh, wasn't. Nope. Yeah. So, so I really felt like, you know, I needed to do something for me. And I was just before I was turning 50 ish. And so I said, you know, I got to do something and I need to do it now because I knew the timing would be good to do that because of the recession. And I could probably get out in a way that would be good for everybody. And so 
what happened. You know, I just let him know and we worked it out. And so I started my own business March 17th of, of 2018 or 2008, I should say, not 18. And um, that was crazy because, you know, I remember calling some of my clients from before and them saying, oh my gosh, I've been looking everywhere for you, you know, so it was of that. And then it was, I can't work with you because I didn't call one of the companies that I'd worked with there if they were working with them presently because I left my there. And so I wasn't going to take any business away from them or that company because they were really good to me. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I had to build everything from square one. So guess what I did day one, I started making calls. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, well, I need to pay my bills. So let me go and make a placement here. And I was able to kind of get back in the saddle, do everything myself, because I'd been the regional vice president for a few years. And, you know, you don't usually make placements at that level, Mm. busy doing everything else. But Mm -hmm. I've loved talking to people, finding out what makes them tick and helping them find the right way to go for their careers. So I should have been a career counselor if I didn't want to make yeah. money. <laughs> right. I was going to say you are such, I think the uh, kind of Yiddish term is a yenta, which is a, yes. a matchmaker, right? I and have I, been called a yenta. Have you been called a yenta? <laughs> it, yes. It's beautiful because you, that is exactly, that is such your passion. It comes through. You just want to pull people together. You have a great backstory on why you want to do it, a very personal one. And then luckily, luckily your personality fits that too. Because some people, well, you know, to use a sports analogy, I might want to play tennis, but I'm so bad that I have no ability to do that. So you have the ability and the passion and, and the courageousness to start, to start that business. I, I I just, I'm so enamored by it. I'm just, it's the recession. I'll do it. (laughs) And, uh, and you know, you know, Kathy, I'm thinking the recruiters are a special bunch because the other person who started during a session was also a recruiter. So Kathy, so what's going on with these recruiters? That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) The psychology of a recruiter. I love Um, it. But Kathy, you are so, like I said, you have accomplished so much. You're so driven and so goal oriented. What advice do you have for our listeners? And when they have to, when they're faced with these big decisions, Kind of what advice do you have for them to help them recharge their life? Okay. So this was really important for me to get it right because what I feel like is when people listen in, listen to your podcast, they want to get something out of it, right? This is entertaining. And I think we're, we're you know, we should be somewhat entertaining. So mm-hmm. they're, okay. but the reality is, is what's their takeaway? I always ask about that question. Yes. So I, I really wanted to be super thoughtful about that, you know, for them. So um, I have three things. So the first thing is find out what makes you, all capital letters, Y-O-U, happy. Because I love interviewing people. And I know a lot of HR people hate interviewing. I love to, you know, fact find and find out what makes them happy and, you know, dig and dig and dig. I love to do that. If I could just spend an hour with somebody, I would be enamored with them, you know, just to see what was, what turned them on and what they liked and didn't like. So um, when you, on that one, number one, find what makes you happy, I, I added Number one, evaluate what you do. Like, look at what you're doing in your day right now, day in and day out. And what is it that you like most? Like, what do you put off till next week or next month <laughs> all the time? Mm-hmm. Get that off your list because it yep. should be for somebody else. The second thing I have in that category is evaluate what you like to do most and why. Like, why does it make you happy? 
For me, it makes me happy when I find someone a job because I realize that they also will have a better life because of what I've done. Like when my dad, you know, didn't feel like he was worthy of being married to my mom, raising us kids because he couldn't make a living. And it really wasn't that serious to us, but it was to him. And that was incorrect thinking on his part. Uh, The third thing on that for what makes you happy is do more of that and less of the other. Don't do busy work, do good work whatever that is for you. So number one, find out what makes you happy. Number two, hire slow and fire fast. (laughs) We all say that in business. So look at the tools that you have. We have artificial intelligence. We have DISC. We have predicted index. We have reference checking. You know, always be recruiting and always do that very methodically and slowly so that you're getting the best people. What most of my clients don't do because they don't like to recruit is they don't always think about recruiting. Always be recruiting, I say, um, the ABRs <laughs> of the world, because that helps you be ready when you're ready to hire somebody. And if you're not always recruiting, that's okay. You can call us, right? So that's easy enough. So that's number two, hire slow, fire fast. Number three, create an authentic work family that like most families will prosper and grow. So how do you do that? So I've written some notes here. So a remote workforce, we're, a, we're 100% remote right now. I'm paying a fortune for my office in Mission Viejo, but I am not using it. And the reason why is because we're working very well remotely and it's a privilege and it's an honor for them to be able to do that in my opinion. And I want to continue it and I'll, we'll probably never go back to the office. Um, so remote workforce, it helps that get you, get that kind of family you're looking for uh, new hire criteria. So uh, in the corporate world, and you got you ladies know this well, you have like top 10 of what they have to have. If they don't have eight out of 10, they don't get hired, right? So it takes the emotion out of your hiring. So some new hiring criteria of what you've looked at before that has worked for your company. And then training, a lot of training. I put it on this as training for dummies. You know how you can get those books, you know, mm-hmm. for dummies. <laughs> you know, how do I train someone to answer the phone? Simple as it may sound, they do not do it well. The people, when you If anybody ever, if they even answer right these days, they don't even sound great. They don't sound like they care about you. And they certainly don't sound like they want you to call again. You know, for goodness sake, you're bothering them. (laughs) Exactly. So training for dummies and then engage your leaders to do their very best. So that means find out what their win is. Find out what they like to do. Make sure they're in jobs that they're really good at and or want to train train and grow into and uh, and make sure they're positioned to do their best. Like we've been so busy the last three months, ladies, that we've been missing things from time to time, never with the recruitment side, but on our side, like our calendar and this, that, mm-hmm. and the and then I'll be, and then like when we do certain things, I'll, they'll live different reports and I'll say, where's that report? And then I go, oops, sorry, I know you're busy placing jobs. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me back away from the bus, right? Because you don't want to frustrate them with a goal that's not really as focused as you want it to be. So I'll repeat that. So how do you, how do you create an authentic work family? Like most families that will prosper and grow. Number one, remote workforce. Number two, new hiring training for dummies. Number four, engage your leaders and then duplicate. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Uh, Kathy, I really thank you. I very much appreciate how much thought and detail you went into for the actions. And I, I know Kelly's going to appreciate the thoroughness. And before <laughs> Kelly, I know she's going to appreciate that. Before she goes into that, the first one that you said, what makes you happy? I'm totally stealing that this from our guest, Valerie. But she had the question where she asked herself in the moment, that moment, if I could do anything in my life that what would I change or to make myself happy? What would I do right now? And it's such an important question and one that we don't often think about. 
And the way you said it is, you know, sometimes it's a hard question for people, but the way you said it is, what are you, what are you doing that you look forward to in the day? And what do you put right. off to the last minute? And that's, that's what it is. So even if you're like, oh, I don't know what makes me happy, you can start digging and say, well, okay, well, what do you put off? What do you like to do? What do you dig in first? What do you do without thinking? And, and you lose time while you're doing it because you're having so much fun. That's what makes you happy. And yeah. I just really appreciate that you had that as, as the first question. But I know Kelly has, um, again, because it's so thorough, I know Kelly Gunther is happy to see a thorough list. She doesn't get thorough, <laughs> doesn't get thorough from me. So finally she gets it from someone. And that's because that's because Gina's trained me. <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, but Kelly, I know how I know how much that you have coached people hire slow, fire fast, and the authentic work family and now with remote work. So I'd love your thoughts on on Kathy's actions. Well, I was just gonna say in like four simple steps, you too can run a business just like Kathy Dawson, because it's Boom, boom, boom. She's like taking, and I feel like if, if, if there's like a, a picture of, of someone, you know, someone's face on good to great, it would be you, Kathy, oh. because truly, because I mean, it's all of the things that, that I think business leaders know that they need to do, but right. it takes a lot of work. I mean, it takes work to oh. think about what do I like or, yeah. you know, and what happens if what I like is my current, if what I don't like is my current job, then, right. then I'm exposed and then oh my gosh, all these things could happen and I have to find something new. So I love how you, how you talk so passionately, number one, about, um, your commitment to helping people find meaningful work. Um, and that it came from such a young age at 16, where most kids are just thinking about themselves and what am I going to do on Friday night? And am I going to see my friends? You're thinking about how do I make sure that I can maybe work to reduce the number of incidents where, being unemployed is a hindrance to the family living its healthiest and best life. Exactly. So that's just an incredible exactly. aside that I wanted to be able to share with you. And, and number two, I think how much you are truly a voice of empowerment for people. Like if anyone needs like an inspirational, motivational speaker, <laughs> they really need to listen to this episode because what you do is you provide very tangible, real life examples of how to engage with yourself, but engage with others. Right. And in a way that is, um, I think easily easy to do, even if you do one of the things on your list, maybe right. once a week or right. once a month, right. you're making right. more progress than if you hadn't done anything at all. You bet. You bet. It's like they say when you're trying to clean out your house or something, right? Just spend an hour on it every week. That's all you got to do. And then eventually your house will be clean. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's having the tenacity to do, to see it forward right. and to see it through all those steps. Because like you said, it can be frustrating. There can, might, might be other people involved that prevent you from being able to see it through completely. But what is it, what is it that you need to do to harness that energy within yourself right. to make good things happen? Um, and again, just the authentic nature of how you present yourself and how you present the steps and realizing like, listen, it's hard work. You have to be committed to it. But if you are, there could be really great things that happen on the other side. So I um, yeah. so appreciate you and your energy and your passion and commitment to helping people find meaningful work and being a matchmaker. Um, we just adore you and thank you so much for, for sharing that with us on our podcast. You know, I'm so happy to be here and I'm so glad that, you know, 
people are engaged with how to do things better because I think it really starts from there, right? Like I, I've been doing this job, believe it or not, you guys, it'll be, it's 39 years. It's going to be 40 years in another year and a half. And I cannot imagine not doing this work because it's so interesting to me. Like I, I will be a visiting dignitary when they finally send me off to the retirement farm <laughs> because it's so fun, you know, and it's helpful and you're, some meaningful work and you're really helping families stay together as I see it. So that's super motivating for me. But you guys, I mean, you're doing the same thing, you know, doing what you're doing now and all the uh, outreach that you're doing and the really quality work that you're doing, your presentations, your public speaking, all that. It's helping all of those people out there that really need someone who has a voice like you have. So, so thank you to both of you for creating this podcast and being able to try to reach those people because Oh my gosh, there's so much out there right now. You know, you click somewhere and you get 10 podcasts and you know, you're like, oh, wait a minute. So quality is more than quantity here, fans. And uh, definitely listening to your your podcast is really great. Now we do have ours as well. If you wanted me to say that at some point, I'm happy to do that. Please do, please do. So it's On Deck with Dawson and Dawson, and it's a video podcast. So we'll have you ladies on for sure. Uh, but basically, it talks about what you're doing in your business and the things you want other businesses to know. And I have a really strong presence on LinkedIn. I have a, over 20,000 connections. And so what I've been doing is sharing those connections with anybody that's on my podcast so that they can too can get additional business from that resource. And the best thing about LinkedIn is it's free. So, you know, what we're doing right now will be on video and it'll be connecting. And so they can see you right away and they can say, I want to get a quote or talk to you guys. I have this issue, you know, that sort of thing. So it's been super helpful. And I came across that just coincidentally because again, trying to help out, uh, one of my uh, friends was uh, perplexed by getting business and uh, she's a sales coach. And so she said, I said, well, why don't I interview you on LinkedIn? Because I have so many connections, you know, 18,000 is what I had last year when I interviewed her. And I said, since I have 18,000 connections, let me just see if that'll work. And sure enough, it did. And so I started interviewing more and more people who needed help with getting business during COVID because it was such an odd time, right? You couldn't really sell your business. You couldn't go out and market them. You couldn't go to the businesses either, physically, a lot of them, right? So what are you going to do? Just sit there and twiddle your fingers? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> something else. So that's how that ended up working out. And now it's been almost a year. I think in another month, it'll be a year uh, that we've been doing it. It was called the um, On Deck with Dawson. Or no, it was called the Fireside Chats. Now it's On Deck with Dawson and Dawson. So we've upgraded, we've changed and uh, have a great marketing team that helps with it. So you get seen very, very, in a very good light to the public, which is awesome. That's fantastic. And it's an incredible, again, just one more thing you've done to again, energize people and give people that sense of inspiration that I think quite a few are looking for, especially yes. with the year we've just had. So yes. on deck with Dawson and Dawson, I'll be sure to add that into the show notes for all of you who uh, maybe aren't near a pen or can't write that down. I will definitely uh, include that in show notes. So again, da on deck with Dawson and Dawson is Kathy's podcast. Uh, Kathy, once again, thank you so much. If any of you are looking for a B12 shot of energy, um, you know who to go, you know who to reach out to. <laughs> um, Kathy at, uh, is on LinkedIn at Kathy Dawson. Again, I will include uh, her contact information in the show notes as well for easy access. Kathy, a pleasure having you in our podcast today. Oh, you guys too. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm so impressed and just, I'm enamored by the work that you do. So keep going. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. 
You can find us on LinkedIn at Abracci Group, Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.